You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara Riska, life coach, wife, and the mother of four incredible and unique kids. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I completely lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving. And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and grace that once felt so completely lacking. I started the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves up against what feels impossible. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle the dreams that you hold impossible now. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you're a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Special Needs Mom podcast, a new episode. And today's episode is called Walking When You Really Want to Run. It's going to be a solo episode today. I'm just going to share a little bit of my own personal story, um, and really just kind of um, give you a window into the life of a mom, just like you. Some of you who follow me on social media might have seen that my family has been quarantined for uh, positive COVID exposure. So Funny story, I was going to go on a trip to celebrate a dear friend's birthday. And in preparation, 
uh, everybody that was going was going to stay in the same house. So we were all going to get tested to make sure that we were COVID free. And my husband walks up into my office with his results. Actually, it was my it was my bedroom, which ironically right now is also my office. That's why I got confused there for a second. And he comes in holding a paper and it says positive on his results. And we just look at each other. We're like, are you kidding me? And what's funny is I had a sneaky little suspicion that that was going to happen. It was just confusing because he hadn't been sick. Yeah, nobody else in our family had been sick. I will add, he wasn't, we wouldn't have called it sick, but he did have a, a couple of days where he didn't feel amazing. He had some body aches, maybe a little bit of cold. That was it. Maybe those were some symptoms that we didn't recognize. And because he was working from home, I don't think he really even considered that he may be actually sick and he actually might have COVID. It just wasn't a, a big enough blip on our radar to go get him tested. Probably in retrospect, we would have. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't have. Anyhow, regardless, he's walking into my office, aka bedroom, with a positive result. And we were surprised and thankful. Honestly, we weren't sick. But what that meant was then um, we had to, you know, everyone in our family get tested and really kind of just, I don't know for any of the you had, that have gone through this already, but it was, uh, it was kind of weird as everybody or like that we had seen kind of in our, our little circle that we had been socializing with it wasn't a huge circle, but it, it felt like, oh my gosh, like how far is this going to go out? And um, anyhow, so there, there was a lot of stuff with that, just caring for the people around us and making sure that we told people, but that didn't tell too many people in the sense that we don't want, um, it was one of those things where, I mean, it could go quite big. So long story short, he's positive. Now we're all quarantining for 14 days. So all of my children and myself were negative. But what that meant was that my daughter couldn't go to daycare and that my nanny had to cancel her trip. It was the saddest. And she also uh, couldn't come to our house. Um, ironically, her husband was sick at the same time. And so we were also test waiting for his negative results to come back. It was a lot of COVID there for uh, a minute. Um, we are just now through this this period. Actually, even just yesterday, we got the official 14-day uh, freedom pass. And we're out and free in the world. At the same time, I so early this week, I had the worst migraine. I don't know. I'm sure some of you get migraines. I do. I've gone on my whole life. They drive me crazy because I am convinced I, I can get rid of them. I am absolutely convinced I will figure this out one day. I just haven't. I've tried every diet, a lot of acupuncture. Um, I'm right now drinking um, some electrolytes. Someone just recently said, try this. I'm like, okay, I'll try anything. Anyhow, I was I was having a really bad episode started Sunday night and it went all the way through to Tuesday night. So that's like two and a half days of my life that I was pretty non-functional. So with that, on Monday morning, so this is kind of early into the headache, I thought, okay, well, normally on Mondays I go running, but I'm going to go out. Uh, I'm going to walk um, because also at the same time, I I don't know when I did this, but I stubbed my foot like really bad, my pinky toe. I caught it on the edge of my bed. It was 
the kind of thing where like I it like you know you don't want to look at it after you do this injury because you think oh my gosh my toe may not be there anymore <laughs> it was there um but it really hurt and so I had my left pinky toe injured and then I've been dealing with a mysterious right ankle uh, I'm not even gonna call it injury because I never injured it but it, it's been hurting only when I put my shoes on so you can see how I'm like oh my gosh I have all these little things and oh my, I want to go running I love running it's for me I'd say almost a therapeutic time. It's time where I can literally get my energy out. Uh, and for me, there's a really um, strong connection to my physical exertion and my ability to kind of shut down a big part of my brain and just really connect with myself. And I love listening to different podcasts and and I really it's a learning time for me and it's a self-inquiring time for me and I just love it. And I think in this moment, I was, I was, so I was out running, excuse me, I was out walking and I was just wishing that I was running. And I was so struggling with allowing myself literally just to walk. The narrative in my head was running's better. I mean, you feel better when you run than when you walk and I was uh, thinking, oh my gosh, I, I haven't run now in a little bit because I'm trying to rehab all these feet problems and you're going to lose your progress. And so that was in my mind. And the idea that my foot was never going to get better, my feet, because again, like one of them was like a mysterious thing that I, I still haven't figured out, but I will say it's getting better. And then the other thing was, you know, this looming quarantine that... At that point, we were nearly done, uh, but I think the cumulative disconnection had just started to kind of pile on. Honestly, the first half of the quarantine was was amazing. I really enjoyed the time. I was like, sure, I'll stay home and uh, and do this. Like, it actually was kind of refreshing, especially since I knew that there was an endpoint, and I wasn't actually worried about getting sick for some reason. But I really just wanted things to be different than they were. I wanted to be at the place where I was running. I did not want to be walking. And just that resistance, I was just sitting, well, walking, but really just resisting where I was. I wanted to be somewhere different than I was. And so I was a little bit miserable. And, you know, in, in sharing this story, it's funny because I, and even just pr- as I'm processing the, this last um, couple days and couple weeks, I uh, it's really easy for me to be like, well, you should definitely be better at this. Uh, and to kind of start to go to the place where I'm being hard on myself. And for me, I've learned just to recognize, oh, okay, like, no need to do that. There's no problem. Nothing's gone wrong. You know that when your brain starts to spin out like this and start to like spin these thoughts of how this is never going to end and how you're never going to get to run again, like, you know that that is just something that you do when you're not feeling well. And that that's okay. That you can do that, but you also just know that it's it's going to be different eventually. Maybe not right away. Maybe you just have to sit in in my case I had to sit in this headache for 2 days. And I had to not know when I'd be able to run again. But really for me just this that moment where I was resisting where I was, which was walking, 
because all I wanted to do was run. Because for me, running meant everything's okay. I'm doing the things I normally do. And it was really just um, a symbolism of just feeling thing, like things were not okay. And so really what I want this short podcast to be about is to be allowing ourselves to not be okay. And I think, you know, with me sharing this story, clearly I was struggling with that. And it's okay to struggle with these things. It's okay not to just have it mastered. And the reason I'm bringing up this, this conversation is because I think we need to talk, talk more about this. Because I think as we talk more about it, we can become more aware. And then that way, when we're in the moment, we're, we're able to, like I was just saying, instead of kind of going all the way down in a spin cycle, cycle and feeling like bad because of all the actual things, but then feeling even worse because of all the things we're making it mean, we can kind of shorten that time drama, if you will, and actually just being the things that are hard for us right now. So in, that, in my case, it was this headache and it was the disconnection from people. And it was just all the places that I was, I was disappointed. I was disappointed that in that day, uh, my life was essentially kind of sidelined because of that headache. So I want to bring the conversation because I want us to become aware of it. It does not have to look perfect when we're doing this work. And I think that's really what I want to highlight is that the idea is not getting to this place where we're it's not to get to this place where we're constantly uh, in bliss and at peace and accepting everything. Like that's not the point. Really what I want to emphasize is that me sharing this story in this imperfect way that I was doing this work is just one example of one mom listening to what she needed and wrestling with the thoughts that come up in her head and giving herself the thing that she thought she needed. So this could be a continuation of the self-care conversation we had uh, about a month ago. The thing I want to also kind of warn against is that when you listen to what you need and you give it to yourself, it may not instantly feel magical and it may not feel better. I think a lot of times we think, okay, well, if we listen to what we need and we give it to ourselves, we're going to feel good. And that, my friends, would be awesome, but it doesn't allow for the 50% of our life where we might just feel bad. And when I say might just, it's really just recognizing that in our life, we have what I call emotional balance. We have pleasant and desirable feelings that we really enjoy. And then we have on the other side of the spectrum, we have unpleasant less desirable. I'm careful not to call them bad feelings, but a lot of people you say bad feelings. And we actually have to have this balance to have the fullest experience in life that we want. And a lot of us, totally myself included, have tried to kind of curtail and minimize the unpleasant feelings. And in doing so have actually capped our ability to have the positive feelings. So you can't see me right now, but I'm kind of holding up my hands in sort of a spectrum kind of thing. So if you, if you will, consider that 
when we try to avoid feeling bad or sh- or like skip over that part, we actually kind of tamper down our spectrum to be quite small. So let's just say that's two inches. <laughs> that's how I'm holding my hands. And when we allow ourselves to feel bad and to not run away from that feeling or try to shorten it or try to like outsmart our way out of it, that's totally my favorite thing to do. We actually, and now I'm expanding my hands to kind of be like big, wide, huggy arms. And so we're expanding this capacity to be with our own emotion. And that's expanding both sides. So it's good news, bad news. Good news is you're going to have the ability to feel great again. You're going to have the feeling, the feelings of feeling happy and connected, confident, and secure. And you're going to have the feelings on the other end of the spectrum where you're going to feel embarrassed and you're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel traumatized. You're going to feel scared. And it's this spectrum that I really want to encourage you to kind of look at. As I was saying, as you're listening to what you need and give it to yourself, like in my case, giving what I thought I needed in my case was just is walking. And I didn't magically feel better. (laughs) I didn't feel like, wow, I feel so great. I'm giving myself walking. I felt a little bit bad. And I, I didn't have all these amazing thoughts at that time. However, I would say that I was present to the resistance and I allowed that bad feeling just to be there and didn't try to force feeling good. So as we wrap up, for you, you, you probably weren't quarantined and down with a headache this last week, but there's probably things in your life that you wish were different, that you want to run instead of walk. It could be your marriage. It could be related to quarantine, COVID. It could be your job. It could be something to do with the relationship with your children and especially your child that has special needs. And I just want you to kind of recognize what it is that has you wanting to run, has you wanting it to be different than it is. Are there particular feelings that you're trying to avoid? Are there particular feelings that you notice you're not willing to feel or even acknowledge that they're there? You might even have a story about these emotions that they're not acceptable. A lot of my clients have stories about anger, that anger is not a good feeling. Our society is like anger. Oh, you you need anger management. And it's like um, people are very uncomfortable with the idea of anger. And that stops us from actually experiencing our anger. I am going to wrap up here and just encourage you to really just be a listener in your own life. And then to recognize that it's totally normal that you still don't feel amazing, even when you give yourself what you think you need. Keep trying, my friends. Keep practicing. Keep noticing. And I will see you on the next episode. I do have one favor to ask. And that is that you would take a second to go rate and review this podcast. It's really helpful. I think you guys know this is a new podcast and I am absolutely loving the feedback I do get from people. 
And it's so helpful to me. One is just points of encouragement to keep going, but really helpful to hear what's helpful to you. And so one way to do that is to go rate and review on iTunes. If you haven't done it before, you have to just kind of go to the or iTunes or how you're listening. And you guys are all smart people. You can figure this out. If you don't know how to do it, Google it. <laughs> Google knows everything. I just want to thank you guys for being part of this community and part of this conversation. I look so forward to the next episode. We'll see you next week. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.